right. Welcome back. It is summer, summer, summertime in the D, so we have officially ditched the jacket for some casual gear. I am Dan Lukowitz. I'm your host of this great show, Dan on Top, live from NRM Streamcast. And today we have the honor and the pleasure of hosting Shane Connor, the VP of Senior Housing and Healthcare Group at Bull Realty. Shane, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here, Dan. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to join us and drop some gems. Let's jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Shane Connor? Yeah. So, uh, as you mentioned, uh, I'm in the Senior Housing Healthcare Group, Bull Realty here, full full service commercial brokerage. Originally from Philadelphia, I spent eight years in healthcare recruiting and staffing. I kind of stumbled into real estate by being an LP investor uh, in syndications when I was uh, in the corporate world. Ended up leaving uh, in 2019 to do a couple startup companies and have since pivoted uh, to building the practice here, opening back up in the middle of COVID, uh, actually. Uh, and so I just, I've got a passion for healthcare, for real estate, for seniors housing. Uh, and this is a kind of way to combine all those things together. Very cool. Very cool. Well, little, little known fact about Dan Lukowitz, I actually got my start in real estate in a, in a sense in, uh, in healthcare and, 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 uh, and senior uh, you know, living in a certain sense, um, started a company with a good friend of mine called Disability Made Easy, which was a barrier-free home modification company, making homes cool. handicap accessible for people with terminal illness or injury, disability, et cetera. And I remember back in 2005 when we started the company, I was at a big conference, and this big, you know, healthcare guy gets up there. I don't remember his name, but he's big. And uh, he says, look, we are on the precipice of a perfect storm, right, with the aging population. Obviously, everybody knows that the older you get, the more services you need, the more you know, days in the hospital or more modifications you need to your home or your healthcare facility. And we're just – we were on the brink then, 15, 17 yeah, 16 years, years later, we're, st- we're still on the brink. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. Uh, a lot, a lot of stats get thrown around. You know, some silver tsunami. You've probably heard it all before. <laughs> Ten thousand baby boomers a day, um, which is true. We are just now really starting to get in, but it's it really isn't until 2027, 2028 when that inflection curve really starts to go, mm-hmm. and then it goes heavy in, until about 2050. So I think the numbers in 2034 is the year when the number of 65 and older is larger than the number of 18 and under in this country. Wow. And so that speaks volumes to itself, but also it has downstream ramifications to social security funding, sure. Medicare funding, because the number of working adults is actually less per eligible beneficiary right. of those services that we're needing to pay into. So yeah, for, for all those reasons, I think it's a great space to be in, but the, the reality is we're actually still very early and that's what's exciting to me. Uh, I have uh, some colleagues in the business, operators, you know, other uh, industry professionals who are we're all in our mid 30s. And, you know, we're kind of excited because we're, we're getting in now to take the ride over the next 30, 40 years. Yeah, we certainly are early on in this. There's no question about it. What's fascinating, I literally just got off the phone before here before we started this episode with an individual, another broker. We're working on some deals together, just listed a few healthcare properties, some medical office buildings in Iowa. And those went so fast, you know, 10 offers in the first two yeah. days, lots of activity, uh, over ask, huge earnest money deposits, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the, the point, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I think what you're seeing there is COVID really proved that yes. um, healthcare is a very um, uh, sticky business, recession proof mm-hmm. business, if you will. And that besides maybe a 15 to 30 day pause in elective surgeries, healthcare itself was really unfazed uh, through the pandemic. Senior housing is a different story, but I think what you're seeing there is investors 
who weren't paying attention are now very much paying attention to healthcare real estate. Exactly. And you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, I, I think that we're, we're at an interesting, I know the, the major inflection point, as you mentioned, is years down the road, but we're at an interesting inflection point as it pertains to investor sentiment, right? Because, you know, retail is an evolving animal. Retail is something I'm excited about. I specialize in it. There are a lot of investors that are maybe pulling away from retail and going more into the medical office space. I think this is why we're seeing such a compression of cap rates in the medical office space. And it's it's right. just a very exciting time. I actually have a qu- another question for you off the Go cuff. Ahead. Yep. You know, because as a broker, I specialize in sale leaseback transac- transactions, right? So where, let's say, for example, in quick service restaurant uh, or an industrial deal, let's go with quick service restaurant for simplicity. You've got a tenant, right, who's the franchisee, um, but they happen to also be the owner. So they're the owner and the operator. They operate the, bil- the, the business, they own the building, and they go ahead and sell that piece of real estate and lease it back from the new owner in a sale lease back, right? They free up capital. They're able to now, you know, write off the, those rental expenses and they're able to expand their operation. So I think that because of what went on the last 18 months in our, in our world and in, in this country and in healthcare, I think we're going to see a proliferation of sale leasebacks specifically in the medical space. And I'm very curious your opinion on that. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I think, um, you know, groups of doctors, physician groups that maybe all went in together, uh, who, uh, who own and operate their practice are now seeing, wow, I mean, you know, we want to be in this business long term in this space. This is the community we, we want to be in. Let's sign a 20 year lease and look at the amount of uh, interest out there and the yeah. cap rates that we can get. We'll, you know, we'll guarantee the lease because we're confident in our business. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I think the other benefit that you're seeing here is the culmination of what's been happening in the fee for service moving to the value-based care in, in U.S. healthcare in general. So fee-for-service where I'm sick, uh, I need a procedure, I show up, the provider does that procedure, they make money, insurance company pays, you pay a copay, and that hamster wheel repeats. Well, what you know, CMS and the government's really trying to move is to this value-based model where you bundle all that all together and you get paid for the healthcare outcome the procedure outcome mm-hmm. of that said service. And so what that's really doing is accelerating the trend to lower cost of capital, um, you know, places to do your business in healthcare. So that's going to accelerate what's already been happening with outpatient parks, medical office buildings, med tail. So you're having those healthcare yes. and medical places inside the strip centers because you're meeting people out in the community. So you'll start to see less of these large, downtown acute care facilities, you'll still have them. The hospital of the future will just look different. It'll have a different footprint. And those health systems will be way out into the community in these either, you know, retail locations or these big destination medical Mm -hmm. office outparks where you can have all of your services in one place. But I absolutely agree. I think sale leasebacks for owner operators, they're looking out there and they look, wow, we can free up a lot of liquidity and we can get a pretty good penny to do it. Interesting. Now, Shane, are you positing that the change in, in healthcare models will actually lean out the operations, make them more uh, economical, make them more efficient, and then that will in turn increase their net operating income and potentially increase the value of the property? Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at something like, uh, let's see, open heart surgery. So mm-hmm. uh, my father, who unfortunately passed away a few years back, he had open heart surgery in 2017, I think it was. So that's a full, you're in the OR, in the hospital, they break your ribs, they go in. They told us within 10 years, this will be a two or three hour outpatient procedure and they'll wow. go in through an incision. So if you take that, just one example, and trend that out through a variety of different services, 
the cost of doing it inside the 50 tower building in downtown Philadelphia to now I'm out in the suburbs. Yeah. It's just an outpatient procedure. I may be there for some post-op anesthesia, and then I'm recovering at home or, or in a rehab facility. Uh, those two costs are vastly different. And now we don't need, you know, square footage in the prime real estate downtown. We can get it, you know, out, an hour outside the city. It's so fascinating. You know, I, I recently sold an $11.65 million medical office building in Iowa. And one of the key components of the transaction from my perspective was that I, I called it, you know, what I like to say as a, as a mission critical location insofar yes. as the health system specifically had this large medical office building in a more rural area because they got bigger, you know, higher, larger dollar amounts in terms of reimbursements. So that actually made the asset more valuable. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that just goes to say, like, the you need to be out, you need to meet your patients where they are out in the community, because especially in these rural locations, where hospitals have went under because they've become too uh, costly to operate, and they didn't have enough patient flow, you need services to still be out there in the community. So the reimbursements are incentivizing providers to go and be out sure. there in those communities. And as you know, if you're going to do a lease, that's translating to a higher lease yep. rate. Exactly. All of the above is better for investors. That's right. More desirable, more reliable, more stability, yeah, more demands. That's awesome. So, so talk to us a little more, Shane, about some of the trends that are impacting and maybe benefiting senior housing and, and healthcare real estate in general. Yeah. So, you know, we we, we touched on the obvious, the, the demographics. Um, you know, there's no denying that. But another one in senior housing that I think is is benefiting the people who are in the business today. Um, owners and operators is the consolidation trend. You've got a, long, yeah. a lot of longtime mom and pop type owner operators that have just went through a world of hurt through COVID. Everybody has, but there's no doubt that larger uh, private equity backed or just even portfolio level scale operators had a easier time, you know, getting through a lot of the, the pandemic, whether it be purchasing PPE uh, in the early days when nobody could find it better uh, resources and more dollars to throw at staffing and recruiting. If you're a single site or a, a one or two single site owner operator, you're starting to look ahead at your own retirement and thinking, listen, I don't have the technology in my buildings to compete. I don't have the back office infrastructure to compete. And I think we're going to see a lot of these. We are seeing a lot of these people start to get out of the business. And that's good opportunities for regional owner operators to expand their portfolio and kind of absorb these buildings uh, into into their existing operations. Yeah, excellent point. And I think another thing that comes with that, with all of these strategic mergers, is an increase in credit for the tenant. I'll give you a great example. We work with a lot of Beaumont owners, right? We have a database of Beaumont owners constantly reaching out to them. Some news came out, I believe this time last week, that Beaumont and Spectrum Health are merging. So we reached out to every single Beaumont owner again and says, not sure if you're aware of this. We like to add value. We like to give you more information, talk to you about your property. Well, your Beaumont asset is now a Beaumont Spectrum asset. So that's going to actually increase the creditworthiness of the tenant. That's going to lower your cap rate and increase your price. So another benefit to investors there as well. Yeah, I I think it's it's all about scale, right? Whether it's in seniors, whether it's in healthcare, there's no doubt that increased costs have pushed increased consolidation to have larger scale to drive down some of your operating costs because these are these are expensive businesses to be in they 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 absolutely are and especially assisted living memory care and skilled nursing up the senior housing spectrum these are healthcare businesses these are operations businesses with a 
real estate component. Yes. The real estate second. And I think a lot of people have learned that the hard way. They kind of dive, dove into seniors housing and now we're kind of diving out. So yeah. that's another trend that we're seeing um, people that were just kind of chasing returns and didn't really understand exactly what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, no question about that. And listen, if, if you or anyone you know watching this show and you have healthcare real estate or senior housing, reach out to a qualified professional like myself or like Shane. We can let you know what the property's worth. You know, I can tell you nine times out of 10, it's going to be worth more than it was worth this time last year or even last quarter. Yeah. So definitely a good time yeah. to get a property evaluation. That's right. That's right. So what's most uh, exciting on your desk these days, Dan? Oh man, I love these medical office buildings. I don't know. You can tell I'm like, forget the script, yeah. man. I just, I, I, I got you on here. We haven't, I haven't really talked to too many people about healthcare, real estate. I love yeah. it. You know, I like I said, I just listed two portfolio property in Iowa on Thursday. We already have the purchase agreement pretty much, you know, getting fleshed out by the attorneys. Um, obviously, doing a lot of quick service restaurants just set a record for highest price per square foot of a QSR in the city of Detroit uh, earlier this month. And then uh, same client went and purchased. Uh, Burger King yesterday in uh, South Carolina, uh, and Arby's in Indiana, and we're going to be closing on a Carl's Jr. in Wichita Falls next month. Um, you know, busy with that stuff, busy with our course, busy just, you know, rocking and rolling. I mean, this is probably the most exciting time ever to be a commercial real estate broker. So I'm just, I'm soaking it up, having fun. Yeah. Well, one of the questions you asked me was, you know, what do you love most about commercial real estate? And I think for me, I was thinking about it's more, it's really just the abundance and not yes. just the abundance of, yes, there's, there's real estate everywhere. That's the obvious. But if you are somebody that enjoys building relationships uh, and are good at building relationships, if you look at any particular deal, there is so many people involved, whether it be brokers, architects, lawyers, title company. So we can always just be building relationships. You and I could be doing a deal yep. together for serving two different clients. So it, it really is to me, it's just a, it's an industry of abundance. And if you look at it that way, I think it's uh, it's a really fun business to be in. It is totally. And it's an, uh, an industry of teamwork. And, you know, if anybody else yeah. is watching this and they want to get into the industry or they feel like they're stuck or they want to take it to the next level, by all means, reach out. I'm happy to help. Happy to just, you know, lend an ear, happy to network, uh, you know, provide value. I think it's really important, like you mentioned, just to to state how much abundance plays into what we do. I mean, look, there's so much out there. There's so much opportunity, so much goodness, so much you know, wealth and abundance, prosperity that, that, that really when we work together, we can just be better suited to, to handle it and to serve. Yeah. So let's do a deal. When are we going to do a deal? Uh, listen, man, I'm working, I'm working on bringing some more. That's, that's the hardest part right yeah. now, honestly. I, I know the uh, best part about being a broker in your mind. The hardest part, I think, at least right now, is sourcing <laughs> quality inventory. That's for sure. Uh, you got that right. You got that. We have no shortage of buy-side capital. That's right. Exactly. So, you know, listen, we're, we're kind of just flowing through this. I love it. Love how it's going. I, I appreciate being on here, adding a lot of value to our viewers. Um, anything else you want to talk about in this sector? Any questions for me or, or direction you want to take it? No, I don't think so. I, I would just offer out for, for people out there that are interested about senior housing. Um, it, it's a lot to start to digest. Um, I do run a weekly show uh, where we interview people, thought leaders, uh, industry experts, operators. And it's a great place to just kind of be a fly on the wall and start to hear from those who are in the business about where we're going, trends are impacting the business. So if, if people find me on LinkedIn, you'll see uh, the show notes there and, and who I'm bringing on every Wednesday at five o'clock. So I, I would add that. Uh, if people are interested in learning about awesome. senior housing. 
Yeah, appreciate that resource. You know, and and I think that it's an exciting time to learn about this specific niche within the commercial real estate world. And, uh, you know, from every perspective, right, you could be uh, an operator, you could be a a tenant, you could be a developer, you could be an owner, you could be an investor. I mean, you know, I've got clients who are former physicians or, you know, practice managers who got into the investing space. And all they do now is buy dirt, build to spec, build to suit, get a tenant in there, cash flow for a couple of years, get it on the market, sell, rinse, repeat, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a great space. And I think... um, you're going to find, you know, uh, as you do more healthcare deals, you're going, to, you're going to start to gravitate towards that sector even more. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Well, listen, hey, thank you again so much. We've got about a minute left. I like to jam pack these episodes with valuable content. Give us something. Drop a gem. Give us some advice. The stage is yours. Oh, man, that, that, that's a wide open platform. Um, yeah, I, I would say for, for folks that are interested in getting uh, invested in this sector, Start to look at the publicly traded REITs, you know, mm-hmm. read their financial statements, go put out the quarterly reports that they put in. They describe in detail the business headwinds, the business tailwinds, the different kind of sectors of buildings that they own, the types of operators. To me, if you are kind of a 101 uh, novice, there's no better way to get a full breakdown of the industry by reading uh, the public reports of the of the large publicly traded REITs in both healthcare and senior housing. Boom. I hope you all were taking notes because that was some golden advice. Listen, Shane Connor, VP of Senior Housing and Healthcare Group at Bull Realty, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here, Dan. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host of Dan on Top. As always, this has been an incredible value-packed episode. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, get in touch. We'll look forward to seeing all you very soon.